Möchte es hören, ich könnte hören, hier eine Fütter, ich könnte schon unterrichten, ich könnte schon unterrichten, ich Take your text this evening from Jeremiah chapter 6 and verses 16 and 17. Marsha hoting hiorne, sesev as no rache vegas fechiv, vegas fjordiche vegas on a shenichemen, kach vegan hevaich vegas gorge vainche, marschen, joshu fosch dort nanemu. Wat Jeremia was bio en lagen tuurig aan de jachtri Jude. Ha, er is schön voor hoe spiritual er is kujok voor hoe verdedigjok. Ha, zijn je jevel trane jaar als je gewad sloeg je het koude goed rietje. Hat <laughs> Hakarakin <laughs> Jeremiah was living in difficult days, spiritually and politically speaking, 
And the people had turned away from God uh, in their hearts and in their practice. Uh, but also they were surrounded by the Babylonian army. And in turning their back from God, uh, turning their back to God, they turned their back on, on morality, on faith, on the word of God. And that was very evident in their society, in the way that people lived. We read that their towns were full of violence, that people were given uh, up to their own fleshly desires. They were liars. They, they weren't ashamed even uh, of the terrible sins that they committed. And they were a people who loved money, a people who loved prosperity more than they loved God. That's the kind of people they were. They were a people who'd sold their souls. How many a, a man will sell his soul to get what his flesh desires? But in doing that, they, they turned their back on the God who had created them, who had redeemed them, who had done all things for them. And the question we're left is, is, is this, what is God going to do with his people? What's he going to do? Uh, well, in the last verse we read that he will turn his back on them. They have turned their back on him and he will turn his back on them. And we know as we, as we read on and as we look into the history of Judah that God was going to send Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, to destroy Jerusalem to destroy Judah for this very reason the people had turned away from him and they wouldn't repent. These people were incurable optimists. You would think that the remnant of the Lord's people would have kept Judah right in all of this and put them back on the right track, the priests and the prophets. And yet we read of them uh, although I don't have the English translation, that they were basically the same as the people, that they were practicing iniquity. Um, they were just as unholy as ungodly. They were just as astray as the rest. And that's what let, left them with their message. Peace, peace. That's what they preached to the people. They knew nothing else. They didn't know what else to say. They didn't have any theology. They didn't have any true spiritual experience. Peace, peace, when there was no peace. And yet the army, the Babylonian army, was almost at the gates. 
a few chapters on, we read that they could hear the army. And yet this is what they had. And they didn't get their message from God. They made it up themselves. They were lying to the people. It's all they knew what to do. To tell lies. I could say to you this evening, I could like these prophets of old preach to you peace, peace, and yet there is no peace. Many ministers do it. Many ministers throughout the land, not knowing the gospel, having it seems no grace in their hearts. They tell you, you just live as you want to live. You do what you want to do. And at the end of the day, God will bring you to heaven. Is that not what our society believes today. But it's not true. The Bible is evidently clear that it's not true. Surely if we believe in heaven at all, if we believe in God at all, that we only believe in such really because of his word. And yet his word tells us that he is angry with a sinner every day. That we have all gone like sheep, that we have all gone astray, and that we have turned towards our own sin and that there is a punishment for sin what's the point in telling lies what's the point of a minister standing here and telling lies to make you happy just for a few moments when there's an eternity that lies before you an eternity that many false prophets uh, are making to be a hell for people well hold yet a miakere fun you look upon it is Schöner Eggs <laughs> Jeremiah didn't preach peace, peace when there was no peace. He realized that it was a nonsense when the people were in sin and when the enemy was at the gates. 
but rather he preached the truth in love. In a gracious way, he called them back to God. And it's that invitation, it's that way that I want us to consider just for a short time this evening in the time that remains. Well, she heard what the other she feckin. No, no, smunyoch. Says of us no rajiv, agus feckiv. Agus shenya lava hacking you show, acha lava ding you ha a shul, a travadigig, a tourist. Agus had the hen a shock or crossroads, hang up with a change or catch of that dolls, harana hit a roach and tomach cartoo. Agus has a suvision. Agus had run yaki yanu, my yen, a root of yams a yanu. Agus <laughs> Crossroads, <laughs> Mishemicho <laughs> Kanye <laughs> The first thing Jeremiah calls the people to do is is to see and basically to to think. Uh, it's as if he, he paints a picture of them coming uh, as it were as a traveller on their on their way in a foreign land and they come to a crossroads and they've got to stand and think and ask, Well, I know where I want to go, but how do I get there? Which road do I take? They're all going out in different directions. And Jeremiah's telling Judah, This is where you're at. You're at crossroads in your nation's history. Each of you personally is in a crossroads in your life. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What road are you going to take? What life are you going to live? And that's where many of us are perhaps this evening. At a crossroads in our life. Many things, much water has passed under the bridge. Many things have happened in our own experience. But the question is this, the gospel is put before us in all of its glory and beauty. What do we do with it? What do we do with Christ? What do we do with the free offer of the gospel? All these roads going out and you see them in life. There's a road here and you have uh, the atheist on it. You have the secularist. And he tells you there is no God. Just live life and enjoy yourself. And yet we come to God's word, which has stood the test of time. And God says there, well, the fool hath said in his heart that there is no God. Those who say there is no God, well, those who walk on that road, uh, those who are trying to, to call you that way from the crossroads, uh, that they are foolish. 
There are other roads that uh, we can walk on, that we're called to walk on. You've got the, the road of the modelist, the man who is uh, well-liked in society, his goodness, family, and in the community. He doesn't go to, the, to church too much, maybe, every now and then. And yet he's a, a good man. People call him a good man. He sees himself as a relatively good man. And he says then, therefore, surely, with the life that I'm living and how good I am to other people, never done anything to anyone in my life to hurt them, surely God will be good to me. He will repay me. Surely he'll take me to heaven. And yet God says, by the works of the law, and that's what the works of the law are, doing good to others and so on, by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. And that even the things that we see as righteousnesses, that they are filthy rags in the sight of God. And these things, if they are alone without faith in Christ, they lead not to heaven, but to hell, not to life, but to death. And there's another road, and you've got the church goer, the man whose place is never empty, who reads the Bible and who bends his knee to pray. 
on many things. He's heard many good things. He, he puts his money into the collection. He sits in church and he listens. And you'd say he was a good man or a good woman. And yet there's a problem. There may be many problems. Uh, maybe the man isn't a Christian at all. He just goes through the routine. Maybe he's afraid. Maybe he's afraid to um, to confess Jesus Christ before men. Maybe he's afraid about what people will say. And yet Christ says in another place, He that confesses me before men, I will confess him too before my Father which is in heaven. And he that denies me before men, I will deny him too before my Father that is in heaven. And the question that we're left is this, where does that leave you if you're not confessing Christ? If you're not living the Christian life, where does it leave you? It leaves you on the outside, doesn't it? On the outside. Well, this is not a heart. It's 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 not a heart. Can you find Jeremiah Kiori at Slow You das Sasu? I will say, if Hekin and Yemetoch Rada had any good. I had the Oriot Kuchok, Fainok. Fainok is on Kafaya to Martin Thee, Agadidu, Kasht. Sasu was in Roger with his Fekiv, Agus Fiori, if no Fainikiv, is on a Shenichemen. Kach will in Thee, my Shenagra, Fainik. Nishana, wie fähigen immer doch schwer. Nach der Griechen, nehmen wir hin und nachgehen nach Rüdjordoch. Nach der Griechen, den Riva Kordait, wie gut. Er ist schön, dass er jedem Jahr hier in der Jahrzehn Ask for the old paths. Mastanik and Hoschav, Ranjelana Shaw, Ochen, Dachiat, Brion, Shemeshriva, Tanyakua, Agis Hasaman and Yishkimer at Tot Bosch, yes, on Reis Navarach, Trops of the Honor, Markman Marie Bert. Um, Shenkomarabs van Tony, Achshishrian, came and Öst of Ashen, Ach, a muskne, Nishemen, Ha, Hanthi Mach. Hesekia <laughs> Dönje <laughs> Es nach ein Fähchen schön aus in Jelen, nach ein Hinen, Jö, Dönje, Schiedig, Schlien, Hör. Es ist Horach, Gedden, Hogad, aus in Jakus, Foestjok, Sostjan, Schee. Ach, Anna, was bitte, ich habe Priya, so habe ich sie in Hör gehört, hat Juan, der Vialuch, 
Es hat Water in die Hakraue in der Rochetes, in der Smöhnas Hodes. Er ist an der Vichianischen, hat der Chianuchimes, es lange auch am Hod. Fuß aus dem Jelenak in Jens, Fuß meint er schon, er noch, Chianuchimes, er Chianuchimes, Jeremiah doesn't only call them to, to stand and to see, but he calls them also to ask, to ask for the right path, the old, uh, the old ways, the old paths and the good way. And if you are on a trip and you're in a place you don't know when you come to such a crossroads, it's right, is it not, to ask? To ask for directions. And that's what he's calling them to do. And what's interesting is that he calls, he, uh, he calls them to, to ask for the old paths. Now, not every old path is old. Um, Adam took a path in the Garden of Eden. And it was an old path, but it wasn't a good path. But what Jeremiah is saying is, amongst all these old paths, there is, there is a right path. There is the good path. And he's calling them to remember those of old, who lived according to faith, who were faithful to God, who were obedient to God. And men like Abraham and Moses. Men like Hezekiah, who'd lived in Isaiah's day. And Josiah, who'd lived even in Jeremiah's day. Uh, people who looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. But in Jeremiah's day, these people had learned new ways, new gods, new worship, anything that was new, they wanted it. And that's the nature of man, isn't it? We always want something new. And we almost, as it were, frown upon old things. Uh, we have learned better, haven't we? Or so we think. New television programs, new cars, new holidays, anything that is new, we are, uh, as it were, drawn to it. But as good as these new ways might look, they are full of deceit and lies and darkness, full of people who love the darkness more than the light. And in doing that, they neglect so great a salvation. They neglect God himself. And that is especially solemn in the light of the gospel privileges which many of these people have had. Man Rhone Island has a spiritual history. Uh, before 
the 1820s it was in spiritual darkness and it had been as really as far as, as we know and, and the spirit of God came to our island through men who preached the gospel and through people who though dead in their sins were quickened by the Lord and the Lord taught these people taught them to pray he taught them to live a godly life the Lord did many things for us spiritually as an island and yet when the spirit came he didn't come with a new way but with an old way a way that was old as as old as eternity itself remember that uh, remember that the Lord chose his people in Christ before he laid the foundations of the earth remember that it's 2000 years since Christ came to the world to save sinners and it's this old way that, that we preach it's this old same old gospel the way of him who said I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh to the father but by me and this way the way of peace it stops at the foot of Calvary's cross and it doesn't go any further there's nothing new here it's the same old story but it's just as powerful just as precious as ever it was crossroads if you're at a crossroads in your own life today, looking for healing from the disease of sin, will come to Calvary's cross to the one who was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. Because he is the way. He is the old way. He is the ancient of days. He is the effective way. He is the one way. And he has never despised. He has never turned away anybody. He has come to him with a broken heart full of faith and repentance. He that cometh unto me, he says, I will in no wise cast out. It's one thing to know about the way, it's another thing to move in the way. And that's what Jeremiah says to Judah and to us tonight. 
walk in it, walk in this way. Don't only see it, don't only ask about it, don't only know what is the right way, but walk in this way. And then you will have uh, rest for your souls. Because it's when you walk in this good way, it's then that you get this rest and this peace. Because faith without works is dead. You can have a head full of knowledge and a heart full of sin. You have to move. You have to move in this way. You have to live the Christian life. You have to take a step of faith. And that's what, that's what you're called to today. Christ said to his disciples, if you know these things, blessed are ye if you do them. And if you don't do them, you're not blessed, but you're cursed. And there is no sin that is so detestable as, as knowing the truth, deciding in your heart that I will not walk in that truth. Make sure that that's not the way that you are. The way of peace before you, and you deciding I will not walk in it. I see, I say, this is the way, walk ye in it. And that's what he calls us to do. That's what God calls us to do tonight. Not just to know this way, but to walk in it. To walk in it. To run in it. To do all that we can to walk in the narrow way. Because that's where we'll get rest. That's where we'll get peace. She kriyas dana. She vedhut fosh. Tarshin <laughs> Nadie <laughs> It is in this way, the old paths, the good way, that you will get rest for your soul. Rest for your guilty conscience. Rest for your troubled heart. Rest for your nervous mind. And Christ says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And it was rest that Judah had won, Israel had once got when they passed over. Um, the Jordan and in David's day they had rest from all their enemies all the nations that surrounded them they had rest, they'd known this rest and God was promising it to them again and the Lord gives his people a rest, not just a political rest but a spiritual rest and a lasting rest and yes we have rest in this life 
we do. We have peace in our hearts, peace with God, peace with our fellow Christians. Um, and we seek peace with all men. And yet there's a peace that is to come, isn't there? There is a greater peace when God brings all of his people into the promised land, the land that he has promised to them in his word. And what a preparation is made for the Lord's people. Rest in this world and rest in the world to come, where the Lord shall dry each tear from your eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sadness, nor crying, and there shall be no more pain, for these things have passed by. Well, I'm a curious who would turn down this invitation? Ach, Who would turn down such an invitation as this? Who would turn it down? Uh, an invitation so delightful, so gracious, so loving. And yet that's just what Judah did, isn't it? He turned it down that we will not walk in that way. We will not believe in the way that you want us to believe. 
We will not live the Christian life in the way that you're calling us to live with Jeremiah. We, we like what we have. Think of the things that they heard. Think of the things that they heard and yet they loved their lives too much. They loved their fake gods, their false gods. They were happy the way they were. They were asleep, really, spiritually. And that's what the world does. It makes you sleep and it makes you forget uh, the things that are true. It makes you think unrealistically. It makes you uh, only see the things that you can see with your eyes and forget that this world really and this life is but a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away and that an eternity lies after this life. And in verse 17, uh, we read of a trumpet sounding and them saying, we will not hear it. Uh, and as you know, the trumpet was a sign that danger was near. We will not hear it. They don't want to hear about danger. They wanted to hear uh, the, the prophets that they liked. The ones who were saying, peace, peace. That's what they wanted to hear. They weren't willing to listen to anything else. Very much like our nation today. Speak to them about judgment. Speak to them about sin. Speak to them about hell. And they don't want to hear it. Even though it's a reality. Even though hell is a thing to be shunned. And heaven is a thing to begin. They don't want to hear these hard truths. Because they just want to hear that everything's okay. And that really everybody apart from rapists and murderers and so on go to heaven. And yet in the light of all this, Judah, uh, it was very clear. And as we read on in the history of both the, the secular history books and of the Bible, we see that Babylon did come. And Babylon did ruin their towns knocked down the walls of Jerusalem and the temple of Jerusalem. And everything they thought that they had, they lost it. And they got hell instead of it. What about you? Don't tell me that you too are as stubborn as Judah were. Don't tell me that you're enjoying the world so much and the gods of this world that you won't listen to the gospel, that you let it pass you by. You know, the day comes and it's, it's drawing near when that trumpet will sound for the last time. And it won't be the, the, the wrath of the king of Babylon that you'll have to worry about in that day. Uh, but a wrath that is deeper, uh, the wrath of God himself against sin and against sinners. How will God find you on that day? What way will you be? And after all you've heard of the gospel after all you've heard about the grace of Jesus Christ, where will you be? Will you have this Christ as your saviour? Will your feet be walking in the old paths and in the good way? Will you have rest for your soul? I hope so. I hope so, because you, you have no excuse. Piach maha anam, gamiu heen at jianu kainjoch, gronas nishthien shohau egemok, adis chamanijit, and a shrien, and a shrien, miyaltoch, in hulla hashaw, how hast a bio, stachasin a talutrokat, and a law grass, a wishen you law, shen you law nislanchi, of yachmaha, gemu an ingriest, a dishamanija the close at the red moch, and hulsho had trorohu, hunt bash. Amen. Kalamishing it, and I'm here on it.